Welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 19, Lauren versus Willow and Tara. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast waystation for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Chris. And this episode is a episode in our series comparing Lost Girl to the fantasy show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And today we're going to talk about Lauren and the parallels that one could make between her storyline, her character, and storylines and characters on Buffy. So I think when I first started watching Lost Girl and thinking, oh, there's a lot of connections you could make to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, my immediate thought was, well, Lauren is the Willow character because... She's a doctor. She's very smart. She brings the science. She brings the intellect. And especially in the beginning, that was really what Willow brought to the group. She also had some hacker computer skills that Lauren doesn't really seem to share as much. But she did also really bring this a science aspect, and they both are clearly supposed to be very intelligent. The nerd cred, so to speak. Exactly. They both have, have the nerd cred of the group. But I would say beyond the sort of their their collective nerdiness, there's not a whole lot that you could compare between Willow and Lauren. Their storylines have been very different. I think their personalities are quite different. One can maybe make a comparison between Lauren's storyline with Nadia and Willow's storyline with when Tara dies, because I think in both those instances you have... Tara and Nadia dying basically as collateral damage. You know, the, the heroine is kind of fighting this bigger bad, but these very, these sort of innocent bystanders get mixed in and, and die as a consequence. Also, there's the long separation followed by a reunion exactly. punctuated by horrible, horrible death. Yes. Yes. And for Willow and Tara, it was even kind of two separations because in the fifth season, you had Tara have sort of her mind sucked out by glory and become very simple and insane for a while. And mm-hmm. and then they're reunited and then they're, you know, then they break up and then they get reunited again. And then, of course, Tara dies because it's Joss Whedon and he's just not happy unless we're all crying. True. Very true. But I think personality-wise, Lauren and Willow are, are pretty different. They They maybe both have the tendency to kind of blurt out something that they don't quite mean to say. But Willow's very upbeat, very chipper. She tends to be a little bit more outward. And, and Lauren is very reserved, very keeping things very close to the vest. So I, I, personality-wise, I don't think there's a, a whole lot in common between Lauren and Willow. Agreed. But I do think, personality-wise one could maybe compare her more to Tara. Which I did when you brought this up to me before. (laughs) You know, they're both sort of introduced as these, I'm not going to say shady exactly, but, but they've got this sort of shady element to them where you're not, it's, it's ambiguous. Let's put it that way. There's an ambiguous quality to their characters where you're not quite sure if their motives are altruistic or not. Is that too, complicated a way of saying that let's see no i think that's fair because we have with tara when she's first introduced she seems to really want to get close to willow but then we see she purposefully sabotages a spell that they're doing and it really takes about a season to come out why she's maybe a little mysterious she seems to have a secret of some kind 
right? And there are all these looks that she has after comments about how she's so great or whatever it was that Willow would say to her. It's like, you know, oh, you're one of the good guys. And then they, then there's the close up of Tara having this sort of like, doubtful look, oh, <laughs> kind of look. And you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> and uh, similarly with Lauren, we've got the whole thing where she's, you know, talking to the ash sort of behind Bo's back. But of course, it's one of those, you know, if you look at the look on her face, it's probably not, but you're never quite sure. Probably not a, a, a bad thing on Lauren's part is what I'm trying to say. But again, it's one of those, the motives initially, at least, are not quite clear. And as we've said, the Lauren has more than one secret, of course, and as as revealed throughout the first couple seasons. Well, three seasons. There's one every season. Oh, dear. <laughs> so yes, there's the element of sort of ambiguity of motivations, shall we say, which again is perhaps an overly complicated way of phrasing that, but my point is still valid. And then I think also there's just this sort of, you know, they're, they're outsiders in terms of our core cast, you know, because here you've got all the Faye and Kenzie who sort of, you know, is of course human and not Faye, but fits right in with the Faye group, let's say. Like Xander and Willow do. They're very much a part of Buffy's little Scooby gang. Right. But I mean, Lauren's kind of, even though she's been in that world longer than Bo and Kenzie have, she's always treated more like an outsider than Kenzie is. Exactly. So there's that element, because of course, Tara also has that sort of an outsider within the group kind of a thing. And they have that whole discussion in the episode family where, uh, you know, they're Sort of like, I, you know, I don't really get Tara, but she's super nice. <laughs> That's sort of... Yeah, Xander and Buffy talking about how they don't really understand Tara. But she's really nice, yeah. All I really know about Tara is that she likes Willow, but she's already got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think you mentioned that even though Lauren's been in the Fae world longer, she stays on the outside. And I think maybe you could say the same of Tara, because what we, we learn about her is that she, at the very least in the beginning, has been practicing magic practicing wicca longer longer than willow has and when we learn in family that basically her family's been telling her she's going to be turning into a demon for most of the most of her life suggests that she's also had this awareness of maybe this supernatural world quite a bit longer than buffy and her friends and yet still outsider of the group mm-hmm. that's a excellent point let's see what was the other thing that i was going to say i guess also just they are both sort of like the quieter, sort of oddball, awkward kind of characters, which, you know, of course, it's one of those, I, I think, audience reaction. I don't know if we want to talk about audience reaction or not here, but I think those two characters, especially within the shows, have had really sort of polarized the audience. People either really relate to that and just love those characters, or they... And this is just my interpretation, just sort of don't understand it and sort of reject the characters. They don't trust the characters. I feel like I've I've known fans who both who distrust Tara and distrust Lauren for reasons I don't quite understand, probably because those characters do speak to me. So, but for some reason, some fans, like you said, really like them and some fans just don't seem to really trust them. Right. And I think I've mentioned to you before, I've I've always sort of wondered if that is partly because they are kind of odd and reserved and, you know, in, in worlds where everybody is so 
big and over the top and, you know, out there. They're sort of the quiet ones. They're socially awkward. You know, you don't necessarily know what it is they're thinking because they're not necessarily saying what they're thinking all the time, like a lot of the other characters do. So again, that I think that plays into the the people who distrust them are people who aren't like that and sort of don't know how to react to that, I guess. I don't know. That's just me theorizing. Because I am like that. I am weird and socially awkward, even though I talk all the time on a podcast now. Anyway. (laughs) So I think a big difference for me between Lauren and Willow that I just sort of realized recently is that Willow's real story arc for Buffy, sort of her long-term story arc, was sort of this increasing obsession with power and then using that power in really unethical ways. But I think especially what we've seen from Lauren in season three, that's the complete opposite of her. She's she's very ethical. She really wants to be responsible with particularly science because that's really her power. That's really her her strength. And I think she shares that with Tara, that more ethical, there's a sort of a more clear, this is right, what you're doing right here, this is wrong type of attitude. And I think a really good example of Tara representing the ethical use of power sort of as opposed to Willow is in the episode where Buffy and Dawn's mother has recently passed away and Dawn really is grieving and she wants to bring Joyce back to life and she goes to Willow and Tara and basically asks for their help and Tara says no we don't do that and Dawn challenges her and basically says you said don't but you didn't say can't and in fact Willow then sort of like scooches a book out for Dawn to find so that Dawn can try this spell so we do have this difference of Tara really using her power responsibly and not wanting to inflict some sort of shadow of her mother on Dawn. But Willow comes at it with a different perspective of she can do it, she wants to do it, so why not? Which is kind of played out similarly in Lost Girl with Taft and Lauren at the end of season three. Going back to what we were talking about before, I, I think you know what we've seen of the backgrounds of both Lauren and Tara is that they've basically been witness to great abuse of power, you know, because Lauren's, again, been an indentured servant, essentially, to the Ash and has been treated as less than by the Fae for the past five years. And here Tara was raised by the family that told her she was going to be a demon. And again, in that episode, Family, we see how she reacts to her family. They have not been nice to her. So, again, I think it's one of those, you know, they've been witness to abuse of power and are greatly against it. Yeah, and we should say for people listening who maybe haven't seen Buffy, I don't know why you'd be listening if you haven't seen Buffy, but in case you are, (laughs) Tara is in fact not a demon. What comes out in the episode family is that essentially her family's been lying to her for her entire life, saying, oh, you're going to turn turn into a demon, and... Spike baby basically susses out the situation that they just use that in order to control their women. And I am actually glad you brought this up because I was going to as well, this similarity between Lauren and Tara that they entered sort of this world of the Fae, this world of the supernatural in these very subjugated positions. Mm-hmm. So I think my initial impression of Lauren being comparable to Willow in Lost Girl because of the abilities that she brings to the group in regards to solving crimes, the the science and her intellect, 
was a bit premature because I think, in fact, she has a lot more parallels to Tara. Chris and I are really excited to announce that we are starting a new podcast together about the sci-fi series Orphan Black. And Chris is really more running the show over on that podcast. I am more in the background there. So Chris, why don't you tell people a little bit about the format of the podcast, kind of what our plans are and things like that. Okay, well, uh, Stephanie was nice enough to actually you know, first watch the show after I hassled her a lot about it. And then... Uh, it's true. You did have to hassle me, didn't you? I, I kind of did. And then I... Then then there was lots of sort of hypothetical... That's the word I'm looking for. Hypothetical talk about doing a an Orphan Black podcast and sort of brought up jokingly, but then I wouldn't let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like no, Stephanie. Really, I'll edit it and everything. <laughs> so that's what we're doing now. And uh, we started... Uh, our first episode was last Thursday... We'll have new episodes on Thursdays, every every Thursday, and uh, it's going to be formatted kind of like Drinks at the Doll, but we're going to be probably shorter episodes than what we've had for the character episodes, at least, of, of Drinks at the Doll lately. And we should say that this is not for the, for the new viewers, the people who have not seen the series, if you wish to remain unspoiled. Like Drinks at the Doll, we're topic-based, so we are discussing the series in its entirety, which at the moment is only 10 episodes. But if you haven't seen those 10 episodes and you don't want to spo be spoiled, you won't want to listen to the podcast first. Very true. But good news for you is that I think pretty much everybody I've ever watched the show with or have gotten to watch the show, Stephanie, has basically taken like two or three days to get through all 10 episodes. So it's true. Shouldn't take you that long to get I caught I think it up. took me about three days. So maybe two. It was two. <laughs> You don't have to sound so judgmental, Chris. <laughs> it's not judgmental. It's it's certain and amused. I have actually watched all 10 episodes in one day. BBC America did do a marathon the day they aired the finale, and I sat there and watched it with commercials for 10 hours. I found out the cable box actually shuts itself off after eight hours. <laughs> it's trying to tell you you've been watching TV too long, and you just said, no, I haven't, cable box. You are ridiculous. That is what happened, yes. But yeah, that's more or less what we have planned for Tatiana is Everyone, which is the name of the... Yeah, we didn't we didn't mention the, po the podcast name. The name of the podcast is Tatiana is Everyone. And if you're a fan of the show and Cornette in fandom, you will you will get the joke. Indeed. that That's the idea. You can find our new Orphan Black podcast over at TatianaIsEveryone.com. We are in the process of getting it on iTunes, and you'll be able to subscribe to it through there. But of course, all the episodes will be available and playable on the website. You can play them through your regular laptop, desktop, computer, but and also through mobile devices, phones, and that sort of thing as well. And uh, also, we're on Twitter at T-I-E podcast. So... Follow us there. So getting back to the content of this podcast, let us know what comparisons you would make between Lauren and any characters on Buffy. You can leave a comment on the show notes for this episode, or you can send us a voice message through your computer or mobile device by clicking on the send a voice message link at the end of the show notes. You can also email us at feedback at drinksatthedoll.com or call our listener voicemail line at 972 514 7223. I am so glad you could join us for Drinks at the Doll. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Chris. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers. Cheers.